This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com. Hello out there to everybody tuning in today. This is your host of the Fear Free podcast series, Alex Jimenez. On today's episode, we have with us Stacy Wheeler. Stacy is the Client Care Services Supervisor of Bloomsburg Veterinary Hospital, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the role that client care and front of house staff members have in Fear Free and how Fear Free can be utilized to help better their job, better their days, better the pets that come in, and pretty much everything in between. Because as those of us in the industry know, the front of the house is often kind of the gatekeepers to what goes on for the rest of the day. So Stacy, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. So Stacy, to get us going, can you just tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, uh, practice, and how you have become so passionate about Fear Free? Absolutely. I've been with our practice for 14 years. Um, I am a level two certified Fear Free. Uh, all of our all of our staff members are required to be Fear Free certified within 90 days of their um, hire. And I became passionate about Fear Free just by watching how nervous and stressful it is for both our clients and our patients throughout yeah, so the year. So working in client care services and having implemented Fear Free, as you all have, can you tell us a little bit about how you set the tone of the appointment? Because often the client care services representative is the very first interaction a pet will have when going into the hospital. And that can really set the tone for better or worse for the rest of the vet visit. Absolutely. Um, Our staff believes that uh, Fear Free begins from the first phone call that they receive because we need to educate them on at that phone call, letting them know that uh, we are a Fear Free hospital and things that they can do to make it easier on both them and their pets that they're bringing in. So we educate them with ways of making the trip easier. Um, At that point, we can also let our technicians and our doctors know the level of fear that their pets have uh, for when they do come into the office so that we can prepare the visit ahead of time. Um, We also do things like sending out emails and fear-free handouts ahead of time and assessing their fear levels before they even reach the practice itself. And we do this by educating each staff member. Right. And you and I were actually talking before the call about our own pets and our own experiences going to the vet and the the chaos of the waiting area. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you approach from a fear-free perspective, how do you approach that chaos of the waiting area and how do you communicate all of those things that you were just talking about, the emails, the messages, the phone calls during a really busy day amidst all of that hustle and bustle? The first thing we do is in the phone call is if we have a dog that is as, as such as our own, my own dog, that is, um, is a little bit aggressive or fearful, we let them know that they, by calling us from their cell phone outside, we can bring them right through our side door. That eliminates any interaction or any additional stress on the dog itself. Um, we also let them know that when they come into our building with a cat, we have a dedicated cat area that is um, divided away from all the other dogs. If their cats are stressed, that they can come right to our cat area. We hand them a fear-free towel and send them on their way. And then they come back to the desk, front desk, and finish their checking in. So you even have some extra steps. You guys kind of go the extra mile there to really help alleviate 
fear, anxiety, and stress as the patients come in. But for somebody that might be new to fear free and hearing all of those extra steps that go on and thinking, oh my gosh, we don't have the time for that. What would you say is the trade-off and how do you approach and balance keeping the flow of patients going through amidst all that chaos as well? Well, we tend to be proactive instead of reactive. Um, we have the fear-free towels sprayed ahead of time. Um, we usually do that to 20 to 30 minutes ahead of time. And the ribbons that we put for Adaptal, we have that sprayed ahead of time. When communicating with the clients over the phone, and we do see that it takes a little bit longer, we may suggest that they come in five to 10 minutes earlier for their appointment um, than what they were scheduled. And we allow extra time on the appointment book for that fearful dog that has not been premedicated or has not, we've not really experienced their level of fear firsthand. So we'll schedule a little bit of more time on the appointment book. Right. And so to sort of take it one step further, how do you balance maximizing efficiency with appointments while also giving the, <laughs> sorry, that was my dog, Lucy groaning in the background. She had, a, she had a vet appointment today as well. So she, uh, <laughs> I did hear that. Actually went really well. Very, very fear free visit, but she doesn't really want to talk about maximizing appointment efficiency right now. <laughs> so my question was, how do you balance maximizing the number of appointments you have throughout the day while also ensuring that when a patient with high FAS needs it, you also give them a little bit more allotted time to kind of calm down and relax before the full appointment starts? Well, um, our rooms, we have dedicated cat rooms and dedicated dog rooms. So the cat rooms, no dogs are allowed, and we have a feel-away adapter in there. So the room is already prepared for the cat to come in, and the cat carrier has already had that um, feel-away towel over there, over their carrier. So once, by the time the cat gets into the actual room, they've already had that small sense of calmness because they get that immediately. And it may take several minutes for the cat to go into the room for the technician to come out and get the cat. Um, the dog, they have that collar put in on, they have the ribbon on their collar immediately. So then we get the weight and we give the treats and we give a little side loving in the waiting room. Several minutes have passed before they actually go and meet with the doctor and the technician takes them in and follows those same steps. They're take The technicians are take, taking them into a room that already has um, the feel away smell in there or already has the adaptal on board. And then they talk with the dog a little bit and they get to know the dog or the cat before the doctor actually comes in to do any kind of services and gives the treats out and already has that sense of um, the dog already has that sense of security before the doctor even comes in there. And then that way, once the doctor gets in there, it's usually a snap. The, the dog's already been close to its calmness level. So the doctor can do her, his or her job in a timely fashion. And then it's all done with. Right. Right. So for our listeners out there who might be on the fence about fear free, just registered, they're looking at implementing this from a time perspective. What would you say to someone who might be a little skeptical about this taking up too much time? Because we get that question a lot. And what we've also heard from some of our members that are further along, such as yourself, is that there might not even be any trade-off that happens and it actually could make your appointments go faster when done correctly. 
Well, uh, let me, I, from my experience in our practices, it has made appointments even more efficient. Um, there were times when there were dogs that we wouldn't even be able to get near and we would have to sit, take that dog in the back, sedate it, wait till the dog gets sedated and then do any kind of treatment that we needed. But now not only do we have, we know ahead of time the the FAS score of these animals coming in. So we're prepared ahead of time. We can be proactive, um, but they've already had they've already been treated or taken care of, which speeds the doctor along. So it has definitely increased efficiency as for our practice. Um, and in the same sense, it is making repeat visits to the hospital that are needed a lot easier for the client. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are really far along in a lot of aspects of this. In terms of training and getting your team on board, not just in terms of passing the modules and learning the actual tactics and techniques that are part of Fear Free, but from a cultural perspective, getting this implemented throughout the practice, what was that like and how did that work for you? Well, considering that I do the training of our, our new staff members, um, we have signs, we have laminated posters around the front area um, for the fear, the, the table of how to um, determine the fear, anxiety, stress levels of the animal. We have it um, by our checkout stand, by our scale, and also by our front counter so that those tools are there about, they're right there available for our staff, whether they're learning or whether they've been there for 10 years, it's there available. Okay, I don't know the stress level of this animal. How would I rate the stress level of this animal? The chart is there for them to determine. Um, I'm very passionate about it. And that's the first thing I say to my staff when I'm training them. This is something that will make your job as well as our clients coming here a lot easier. Um, the, the, the less stress the animal is, the less stress the client is, the less stress the employee is. And I just try to um, make them I, I, what I try to do is I try to make them to relate to the situation. I know that I have two cats that hate coming to the, the veterinary hospital. I mean, they're there often enough. They don't like it. Um, but I also know that by the time they leave there, they're not stressed out as they were from me putting them in the carrier. Um, and I try to educate the clients that they need to themselves need to be clear and, and comfortable with bringing them there. So we need to take the stress out of way from the clients as well as, as the pets. Um, and I let each one of my staff members that I'm training know the importance of for both fear free for them as well as the patients and clients. Yeah. So it sounds like it was really well received and you did a really tremendous job when it came to implementing this, but how about the clients when you explain it to them, what is their sort of reaction to all of this? They're very responsive. And I think that um, because we're treating them like they were our own pets. When I talk to a client about fear free and I express genuine concern about their pet being um, so afraid to come in here, they are genuinely so appreciative of my concern for their animal, you know, because it's like their children. And then if I treat it like their children or my children, they're so happy about it. Um, I had a client come in with saddle thrombus. Um, the cat came in and the client said, oh, no, she doesn't need that fear-free towel. Well, I sat with her on the bench for a while and I talked to her a little bit and I put this fear-free towel that I sprayed with a daptyl. I mean, I sprayed with feel away 
And um, by the end of the visit, when she was coming out of that appointment, she pulled me aside to thank me because she didn't really realize how good that product was and how great it made her cat feel. You know, she, she was just so appreciative because she didn't know. Yeah, the pheromones are great. And actually, you know, I mentioned earlier that my girl Lucy here, she's a kind of big girl, Lucy. Apparently she's slightly overweight, working on that, but I digress. She had an appointment here in Denver at my vet, Gentle Touch Animal Hospital. They've been phenomenal to all my pets, several fear-free certified staff. And I noticed about 10 to 15 minutes into the appointment, they had one of those adaptal infusers in the room. And I've seen it at a few practice visits. The only other time I've seen this look on a dog where they just get this glazed over, super relaxed posture their whole yeah. body language changes and from what i hear it's just really par for the course from a lot of our members absolutely and i tell every one of my staff members i don't allow them to say would you like a towel sprayed with feel away i if i hear them i take them aside and i automatic automatically correct them and say no no we don't ask if they would like one i gently put that over the cat carrier and i said i have a towel especially for you it's sprayed with feel away um it will make your cat feel much more relaxed and 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 i always try to make a joke and bring the owner into it and say and a, a, a happy cat is a happy mother or you know or say something to the point where that relates the cat being happy to the client also being happy so there is no, do you want to feel away towel? It is here. Let me place this over your carrier. And I explain that I go into the product and explain what exactly it'll do for them. Yeah. I love that. You know, it's something on almost every one of these podcasts. And every time I get out and talk to one of our members, it's one of those things where a big part of fear free and implementing fear free is figuring out what works for that particular pet and in that particular moment. And sometimes you have to improvise and try a couple other things, but that's another great example of something. I had never heard that before. I love that. That's a really, really good tip for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and we've done things and we've made changes and we've seen what works and what doesn't work and what works best for the client is their our ultimate goal. Um, so you have to try some things and, and just continue to get better every day. Right, right. And a big part of that consistency and learning and, getting to know the patients is something you mentioned earlier, the emotional record. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and how that has really played into your job in the front of the house, as well as just implementing fear free for the practice as a whole. Sure. The emotional record again, starts from the front staff. Um, we have what, when the front staff, when a client comes in, we have an emotional record and, um, what we've done is we also have a client registration form that a client fills out. Um, we start the emotional record. Our front staff will pull the emotional record up and they will um, get it started for the doctor. The doc once the, the doctor is in the room with the pet, she, she, he or she continues to fill it out. And um, what we do is we don't finish the client registration until the pet leaves the room. We don't, um, update that in the in the client's file until they come out of the room and the doctor assesses the the fear level of the animal. And at that point, then our client care service representative will make it a permanent record into their file, and it, the um, emotional record gets attached to their file, which is then updated at every appointment. And it's easy to find because we highlight it um, and as a emotional record that's in their permanent file. Am I making sense to you? It's a lot easier to do than explain. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And going back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of getting your staff on board, said it's very easy to access in this emotional record, but I'm sure there was still a little bit of a learning curve. How was your staff's reaction to just getting used to using that on a daily basis? Well, I'm sure as everybody understands, being in the front of the house, there's a million things for front of the house staff to do. Um, from answering the phones to making phone calls out to checking in. There's a lot for them to do. And when you go to them and say, guess what? There's going to be one more thing to put on your plate. You will get the, oh my gosh, I can't do one more thing. But once they start doing it and once I, as, as their supervisor, start doing it along with them and they see how easy it is to update and how easy it is, how easy it makes their job further down the road for for future appointments, then they sign on to those kind of things. Then they're like, yeah, you know, you're right. Um, It's not that bad. It just seemed like one more thing to have to do. But if you do it with them and show them the benefit of it. And once we know that once we have an emotional um, record to look at, their phone calls become shorter or faster so that they realize, yeah, this is a good thing to have this on hand. So I know, from the start, what I'm dealing with with each animal. And they like right, that. Right, And I'm so glad that we have you on this call today, Stacy, because you are just absolutely doing all of this stuff so well. But when there are moments that maybe the staff isn't getting it, or maybe it's a new staff member that's halfway through the modules and you're trying to get them on board, how do you, both as a manager and, again, as that front of the house gatekeeper, how do you get them motivated and what do you tell them to kind of keep them pushing on it, even when it's frustrating or also because you guys always are really busy? Well, I think, I think I, the biggest part I touched on earlier in our conversation was that we need to treat each animal as it was your own. And just think when you think that you can't do this anymore, or it's just too much to do, think about your pet going into a new place or going into the vet hospital, how they feel. Um, and think about how important it would be to you to make your pet feel not as afraid, not so stressed out, um, and, and pass that on and treat every pet that comes in there as it was your own. And I think that's the biggest thing to keep people motivated. Um, and, you know, you can also touch basis on the safety level of it. I mean, if you have a dog that's stressed out, their first reaction is to defend themselves and bite or lunge or, you know, cause chaos. And, once we have their fear under control and let them know that, you know, this isn't the, the, the worst place on earth to be, they become calmer. Um, it makes their day that makes the employees day more efficient because they're not struggling to keep a dog calm or they're not struggling to, to fill out accident reports or bite reports or anything like that. Once we keep that under control, it starts running like a fine oiled machine and they don't have as many other issues yeah. to deal with. And doesn't that really go back to at the end of the day, why we are all in this? I don't know if you've ever heard our, our founder and CEO, Dr. Becker speak, but you'll often hear him say, nobody got into veterinary medicine to make life worse for pets. And I think what you're touching on is really getting at the heart of what we're all here to do. And that's to help pets and make them happier and healthier. And I think, you know, really keeping in touch with that, it, it's important on so many aspects and especially, you know, you start talking about compassion fatigue and suicide rates in the veterinary industry. It's just so important. And I'm glad to hear how you have connected all of that, especially during and in a very busy practice. Absolutely. 
If you read, uh, you know, we had a little bit of a turnover period um, a couple months ago, and every person I've interviewed, the first thing out of their mouth is, I want a job here because I love animals. And I think that that's great to love animals, but you also have to, um, you actually have to walk the talk. So if you love animals, it, it is your obligation to make every visit to that hospital as easy as can be from their first to their last appointment. And that is, I feel like that that is the mission that they signed on for. So it's our job to get that done. Wow. It gave me goosebumps. That is just so (laughs) well said. And it's just so important that we don't lose sight of that. So on all these podcasts, I like to kind of wrap things up by seeing if you could give us some tips, tricks, hands-on, takeaway stories, case studies, kind of snackable, uh, no pun intended. I think I say that on every podcast. Uh, Ideas that our listeners could take home. And I know you've just loaded us up with tips and tricks today, but are there any more that you want to put out there before we sign off? Right. Well, um, one of the things that, and it just, everything hits me. It's like my aha moment. I'll, I'll walk out. But a lot of times we do everything we can when we bring those cats or dogs into the practice and they're here. Um, and then when we leave them, I, I feel like we leave the cat itself. Okay. Your visit's over. You were, didn't have any fear. You didn't have any stress. Um, and then they just walk out the door. What I like to do is we have that towel that we put over the carriers when they're there. Another thing I like to do is right before they leave is I like to take a ribbon and spray it with a dactyl and tie it onto their cage so that they have that fear free for the whole way home. I don't know about your area, but we get people that come for miles to come to our practice. So that, that ride home can be a 40 minute ride. So I like to spray them with an extra special ribbon with feel away for the way home, or if it's a dog with a dactyl to send them home, you know, the visit's over, but their fear may not be over. So I like to send them, just give it one more spray as they walk out the door so that they have a calmer ride home also. Um, And I think that the biggest thing I can't express enough is to educate and continue to educate the staff as well as the client. The more they hear it, the more they're going to sign on to it. You know, it's just, if they hear it over and over and over again, it starts to sink in. And that goes for employees as well as clients. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I said we were wrapping things up, but your tip about the ribbon and sending it home with the client, not only is that along the lines of fear-free helping the pet have a safer and less fearful ride home. It's also really good customer service and going that extra mile and giving that client the experience. It's obviously the right thing to do, but it's also better business too. And I think that's really important to, you know, always keep that in mind with a lot of these things. Absolutely. I mean, we, we love our patients, but we can't love our patients if our clients aren't happy also. So we try to, you know, we won't have the patients if our clients aren't happy. So it's, it's, it's a whole team effort. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, you keep throwing these gems out there and I just keep getting sidetracked. I can't help myself. But back to the tips, the tricks, case stories. How about you talked about the the cat with uh, saddle thrombus. Do you have any other examples of something where, you know, just implementing Fear Free, not even necessarily from a customer service perspective, but just the tools or the tips that you have in hand really made a difference or they just really worked the way that you hope they would work? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my biggest, I think my biggest one was um, just the, thr- the saddle thrombus and the emotional record as far as, I mean, that all goes back to nail trims and, you know, feeding this person that said she could never get her dog's nails trimmed because, um, so we, we pre-medicated him with, I think we gave him trazodone or was it gabapentin? We pre-medicated him with gabapentin. No, we pre-medicated him with trazodone. And then I fed him peanut butter off a pretzel stick. And for the first time in, in eight months, this dog was able to get his nails trimmed, but it wasn't without a lot of work from all of us. But through the medical note, we were able to see that, yes, this dog does not do well, sedate for nail trims. And we did not have to sedate him for this nail trim. We um, pre-medicated and then did the old peanut butter on the end of a pretzel stick. Yeah, the old peanut butter on a stick. Dr. Becker is a big fan of those. You'll hear him a lot of times talk about some really good stories. He's had success with that. But, you know, one last thing I just want to say, you know, thank you for those stories. I think that they are great for our listeners in terms of giving them something to take back with him. But I just also want to note that this coming year in 2018, we have a ton of stuff on the radar. Practice certification is launching in April. Also in April, we are launching the premier version of our Fear Free Happy Homes website, which is aimed at um, consumer education around emotional well-being of pets, both what they can do before and after the vet, during the vet, but also just things that help their pets live happier lives. Um, Both of those things are going to be incredible for raising awareness. And we are really going to make 2018 the year where education and awareness around what Fear Free is and why it is so important to see a Fear Free veterinarian and send them to you through an upgraded, really user-friendly directory. Even with all of that, the most powerful way that you can make a difference with a client is by exactly those stories that you told and the experience they have and they walk out of there saying that was the best vet visit I've ever had and it's something they never expected so I just want to make a little note of that you know when we share these stories and everything you shared today you know as the front of the house it's customer service oriented and keeping that high quality of customer care and really looking after and going that extra mile is so important for not just the pets, but for business and for your own job satisfaction as well. So um, thank you so much for joining us today. It really, truly was a pleasure. Well, right back at you. I can't say enough about Fear Free and, and having it implicated because it's been needed many years. For many, many years, it's been needed. So it's glad I'm glad to have it for both my pets and the clients. Yeah, well, and I'm excited to see where this next year goes for, for you all as well. So thanks again. Absolutely. It was great to be to be able to talk about how wonderful it is. Thank you. All right. That is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for tuning in today. If this is your first podcast that you've tuned into, be sure to go back and check out some of our other episodes. We've done everything from case studies. Where we've actually had owners that have been through a fear-free visit on the call with us. We have business benefits. We talked about cultural benefits, um, everything in between, even critical care. So Uh, Take a look at those. As always, check out fearfreepets.com. We have a new store for our members that just launched last month. We have new toolbox items going up all the time, educational articles, and some great blogs from both our members and team here at Fear Free. So thanks again, and have a good day.